I remember what a nice couple they were. She was beautiful in her long white gown, and everybody remarked how handsome he was. That was the day that they were married. They both knelt before the altar of God and exchanged vows. They promised to love and to cherish each other until their dying days. They vowed to stick it out at each other for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, until the very end. That was five years ago. Today, they are separated. They tell me that they don't love each other anymore. I suppose they don't. I remember a classmate of mine in the seminary. He was the brightest, the most disciplined, and the most forceful of us all. He had always wanted to be a priest and went about it in a very determined way indeed. He was regularly given responsibilities and positions of trust in the seminary. Everyone was sure that he would make it, and he did. One day, he knelt before God and dedicated his life to serving him and his people. Today, he is no longer exercising his ministry. He's teaching in the school and is married. Remember that best friend you had years ago? How can you recall how you cared so much for each other? How your love was expressed in a thousand different ways and how you believed that your friendship would last forever? Why did it break up? What happened to these people? What went wrong? Why does love, friendship, and commitment have to have so many casualties? I mean, why is it that so many cannot keep love, friendship, and commitment alive for more than a short while? Surely, something went wrong along the way. There were changes that occurred and that seemed to alter the way of thinking of these people. And when people think differently, they behave differently. They take upon themselves new lifestyles. If the changes within them are superficial, their behavior will not differ very much from what it has always been. However, they should experience a deep, intense change in thinking and change of heart, then they will most likely be a radical change in behavior and lifestyle. Because people live, they change. Promises of fidelity made years ago no longer mean the same thing. The commitments that were signed and sealed with sincerity a decade ago are seen in a new light. Friendship entered into long ago takes on new perspectives. The married man sees more reasons than ever before to be faithful to his wife or doesn't see the point at all. If the priest does not feel a greater commitment now than on the day of his ordination, he necessarily has regrets. Your 10-year-old friendship must be stronger today than it was on the day you entered into it. Otherwise, it has to be weaker. As people grow, relationships change. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. We are not static. We are not changing. We are not like God, the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We are people, weak, fragile, noble, brave, cowardly, secure. We are many things, but most of all, we are changing. We are forever changing. Every hour of the day, every day of the week, every year of our lives brings about change within us. 
the changes may be insignificant or they may be deep. But there is no doubting that they alter our values. Values that were so dear to us that we thought we'd never change are now seen differently. They no longer appear to be as relevant as they once were. Priorities are reversed or reshuffled. Customs and traditions are abandoned because they have lost their significance in our lives. New values, priorities, customs appear to be more relevant than ever. All this, of course, leads to a whole lot of confusion. These changes create violent emotional upheavals that shatter the composure of many people who are not prepared to change. They nurse all kinds of insecurities because of the many unknown factors involved. They also cause untold resistance because people fear change. We are afraid of change because we cannot be sure of what it might bring. We can be relatively sure of the past, of routine, of the familiar. But change is unlike anything in the past. It is new and unfamiliar. Change means striking out in a new direction. It means risking and to a certain extent, perhaps even gambling. Christ was very much aware of this. Some people called him revolutionary. I prefer the term change agent. He caused people to change. There are those people who desperately try to stop change. Inevitable change. They don't understand the nature of people. They have not studied their history lessons very well. They do not realize that they are attempting to do the impossible. In the end, they get stepped on and kicked around by the inevitable march of time. You always hear talk about people and times changing. The truth of the matter is that most people initially resist change. They fight it consciously or unconsciously. If they accept it at all, they do so only with great hesitancy. What we must first recognize is that changes are going on within us all the time. We must watch for them and be aware of them as they occur. Some of these changes are of our own conscious doing. There are others that silently force their way into our inner being. If there must be a change, and there must be, then we would do well to remain in control of as much of it as possible. This is to ensure that we stay on the right track. Change can be a blessing. A definite growth factor can also be a curse to some because of its ability to cause devastation and ruin persons. Some people grow strong because of change. Some merely survive and others are destroyed. Change is as inevitable and as necessary as the sunrise. We need it. What is required is the ability to cope with it.